This is the Pool Together Community Podcast. Pool Together is the world's number one no-loss prize savings account, and you can visit pooltogether.com to deposit. You're listening to the Pool Together Community Podcast. I'm your host, Spooky Tim, aka Hot Mike, aka so excited that I'm talking with Yevgeny from Zerion, who's the CEO and co-founder of yours and my favorite wallet explorer and now wallet thanks for being here Yevgeny. thank you so much tim glad glad to be here and uh, i'm actually very very glad that you you mentioned that zirin is now a wallet which is very much an important message that we're trying to push out so yes thank you so much for that so pumped when it came out because i'm like i love zirin just to like just to do the exploration and stuff and i'm like of course of course there's a wallet. So I've got my wallets, but then I've got the Zarian wallet. And then I got like the DNA NFT thing that, that's also there, which is very fun. And I just love, I, I love like popping open Zarian and there's new stuff all the time. Always shipping in the Barra. <laughs> that's what we are known for. We have been through like the two different bear markets already. So it's, uh, you know, not a surprise that we continue pushing. That's right. Like gener- created in a bear market, survived another bear market, working through this and raising funding too. So congratulations on that. I saw the $12 million raise. Thanks. That, that was actually the second time we've been raising. Yeah. Second time raising through the bear market. So that's been, you know, still not as tough as the first fundraise when no one cared at all, I think, uh, back in 2019. Yeah. So it's nice that it gets easier, right? It's nice to just sit down and like, you, you know, s- certain hurdles that you think you might have to jump over, you didn't have to jump over this time. Or were there new unforeseen hurdles? Definitely. I think like with each stage of the fundraiser, you, you, obviously some parts are getting easier, but at the same time, it's like new challenges are being introduced, mainly like the, I would say like the new requirements for raising at the valuation that you're targeting at least. So that that's that's always it comes uh, as a surprise. It's not never you know a never ending game of challenging yourself. The pitch change. I, I'm I'm already like way down the line in the podcast. It's fine because I'm going to ask you about the origin story of you and of Zerion. But I I just want to know about like how the pitch changes from Series A to Series B funding rounds. Did the target audience change the product? You got a wallet now. Like, what? What's how? how what were the differences there? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I, I wanted to first answer: Did you even need a pitch in twenty twenty one? When like twenty twenty one fundraise, like the previous fundraise was fairly easy, I would say, because I was so pumped about the DeFi and, the, and everything was exploding on the crypto market side. So that was like definitely an easy pull. Speaking of the pitch, I think to us, we we needed to show quite a lot of, uh, I guess, like stickiness in the user base, as well as uh, the better, much better understanding on the monetization side of things. Uh, so how would that basically create value and not just by getting people to use it, but how is it going to actually start monetizing in some way? So that, that's that been a big change, I guess. And in terms of the pitch itself, so for us, the big pivot was into becoming a wallet just this realization that the 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 market is uh, moving in the direction that like the portfolio aggregators themselves are kind of like squeezed between the two different categories of products Uh, some are more on the analytics front and the other ones are more on the wallet side so wallets are getting actually getting bigger and more smarter over time and analytics tools are also getting like more sophisticated and and niche and the portfolio tracking is kind of like this layer in between 
so we've decided that we want to go towards the user itself. Uh, so basically moving closer to the user rather than moving uh, into like more niche uh, yeah, analytics-like instruments. And hence, like this move, and uh, that made the change uh, to our story and our pitch during the Series B, such that becoming a world is the most important thing that we could be doing at this time. Who is that user? Who are they? Oh, what are they? What are their hopes and dreams? Is this a marketing persona talk? <laughs> that's uh, right. But, that's right. Uh, <laughs> we've uh, actually uh, came to define the user like the Zirin user as the Web3 citizen. This is not, I guess, like a too, too common of a term, but we've, we've defined it ourselves. And, and the idea is that basically it's the user who has been, we have, we have like very much strict criteria for on-chain information, like for, for these users. Uh, so basically like how long have they been uh, in the space, like the time between their first transaction and, and their last transaction, how many NFTs they hold, how many protocols they've used, so basically, the, the criteria for the Web3 citizen is someone who has been has been around for some time, is not a tourist, as we, as we call them, uh, like someone who just came and did something and left, but stayed in, and stick through, uh, maybe participated in some gov- governance and voting, maybe bought an NFT or maybe used a few different DeFi protocols. So that's the, the user that we're targeting. And uh, that group is uh, is not as big as you would imagine. So, like, I think many wallets are trying to go after people who are new to the space. But we've taken a completely, I guess, uh, opposite approach. So we're targeting the people who are actually spending a lot of their time in space and are looking for a wallet that would satisfy their needs and basically, yeah, <laughs> stop using MetaMask for, for for that reason. That's a picky bunch. It's a small bunch. And it's a picky bunch, right? So like you've got the privacy maxis who like don't want to give, which is very much so, right? They don't want to give their email. They don't want to give their phone number for sure. They don't want to connect their wallet to their identity. They like ENS, you know, so that it's how how do you develop for those that target audience? The the Web3 citizen, the Web is in, the three is in. Yes, I think uh, first off, it helps that a lot of the people who are building Zerian are Web3 citizens themselves. And uh, we have actually different three different personas for, for the Web3 citizens. So the first one is the creator, which is like people who are actually building something in the space. The second one is uh, more more like a, we call them alpha seekers. So people who are looking for investing opportunities mainly. And the last one is an enthusiast. So an enthusiast is someone who is uh, actually using different kind, like say games uh, or like actually using the sp- stuff in the, in the space for the sake of using it, not for the sake of speculation. So for that is like in what I was started talking about. So we have within our team the examples of both alpha seekers as well as creators as well as uh, enthusiasts. So it's kind of easy to start building for for ourselves as the first step. And obviously, this like during the bear market, you only get to talk to people who are Web three citizens, and that's why it's also pretty easy because you can just get raw information about what they actually need firsthand. How did you come up with those personas? Did you did you go to some slick agency that also serves Web2 companies? Or did you no. get a community member to just create a Google Doc or a, you know, a decentralized uh, the, version of a Google Doc? We, that, that's purely the team effort, I would 
would say. So it's it's based on the research that we've been doing, the conversations with users and feedback people write in our Discord. So yeah, all of that. Uh, no agency, I think, is capable of doing anything in Web3 at this point, unless it's like, you know, a very much native, maybe DAO-based agency. Well, that's very interesting because, I mean, I, I, I got my startup pulled together taking notes for the, the nascent marketing work group, which is now the growth group, which is still forming and working on budget and things like that. But but there's there's this, you know, <laughs> distrust of anything outside of Web2. Web but we have also have marketing people who are like, no, marketing is marketing no matter where you are. You take these same principles and you apply them. And whether it's Web3 or not, you just you just kind of iterate. And and I'm I actually have a meeting with a Web three marketing agency uh, next week, and you know there's all these conversations. Nice. But I I am getting some advice to that like whatever pull together creates as far as marketing goes can also serve other DAOs. And the same thing, it's like it, it's just how do you get that Lego piece of a marketing Web three marketing DAO unit and then apply it to really maybe closely aligned protocols or apps, you know, and services, what does that look like to have like DAOs, like teams within DAOs serve other DAOs and, and kind of work together on all of this? So it's just interesting. Oh, Maybe yeah. that's a new agency, but I haven't seen it yet. I don't know what that looks like. And I guess you haven't seen it yet either, which is comforting. Yeah, we haven't, honestly, we haven't. I've only seen people trying to like do some service DAOs only like, yeah, when it comes to treasury management and maybe some governance help, but haven't seen much of an effort and maybe just like a bit on the on the marketing side. But yeah, that, that's a, that's definitely a, tr- a tricky problem. And I would love to see more of that effort to, to happen. Uh, and yeah, DAOs are basically like reusing at least some of that information and some of that insight between each other. So that would be great. Um, yeah, it seems out. complicated though. <laughs> yeah, boysclub.e is doing consulting thing. I know CPG is doing consulting. So we'll see something like that. But then I also think it's interesting to explore that sort of Lego piece of like, it's not necessarily, it's just, hey, we we're, we do marketing for Pool Together and we do it for Zerion and we also do it for, you know, just thinking about that rather than that. I think, group. right. I think on, on our side, we've been usually fairly conservative with using kind of like service-like consultancies. Maybe maybe it was uh, coming from the fact that there were no real uh, like Web three like consultancies. So like our experience previously working with someone external is that they have a completely, I guess, uh, missing understanding of the the Web three space and how the user is like, and it's it's quite different. Uh, so we we preferred to have a lot of this in house. Yeah, I think that's that's the other thing is everyone prefers in house, right? Because you have to get the, <laughs> yeah. the DNA, the core values of the thing and it's so very much different than the other things core values and you can't just like plug and plug and play and you also have like politics right you have to you have to navigate very strong opinions from these web3 citizens and those yeah. opinions are different as you go from service to service protocol to protocol for sure yeah that that's definitely the case that's true and that's i think what makes it hard to to be building for the the web3 citizen per se because uh, as you were saying like the the group is uh, pretty picky and opinionated and uh, there are like i think all kinds of like on the spectrum there are all kinds of folks within the web3 citizen category so it's uh, we still have to make some i guess uh, compromise or you can call it consensus instead what is the right product for for this group 
Nice consensus. And, <laughs> but then also, I, I, you know, this is the other thing that compounds it, right? Everybody has all these opinions, right? Very strong, very, very well written opinions. But then we're also on the bleeding edge of technology and everything breaks all the time. So, yeah, you know, so it's okay, great. But just I want my PO app from the community call. Can I just have my PO app? Can I just get, you know, so it's it's just really. Uh, Do you have this issue as well? I, we, I was just on the Zarian community call and I'm waiting for my PO app. <laughs> yeah, we've been like, having like a ton of people just waiting for their PO apps and we've actually made them paid. Uh, and that's generated some money for the community itself, which is nice. Uh, there you go. So we've was made like a, a few grand. What was is that it? in your raise? Oh, it's working for me now. I'm claiming my POAP call. I'm talking to you. I'm kidding. Yeah, but was that POAP charging in your raise? Like, this is how we're going to monetize. No, probably it was not. not. It, was, it was actually coming from the conversations with the POAP team, like about basically what do we do with POAP hunters? Yes, totally. The farmers, the POAP. There we go. Okay, yeah. cool. I got to pay for it. I'm, I'm happy to give you money for this. This is great. <laughs> um, yeah, it's oh. just $1. <laughs> it's it says I don't, I don't satisfy the... Listen, you don't need to troubleshoot my PO-app for me, but it does... <laughs> you can bug Noel about it, so he's going to... Yeah, yeah. Noel is a community there. member at Pull Together, which is great. Nice. Yeah, very cool. Okay, okay. so we're deep down the, the road of the podcast but oh, it's 0. 0.001 ETH. But I want to know: Are you just tell me how you got into this, Evgeny? Like, how did you? Where was your life going before crypto? And how did you get <laughs> here? And how did Zarian come into being? I, I always love hearing this because I was I was meeting with a founder on Tuesday. We played pinball in Brooklyn, and uh, founder of Nifty Chat. Dude's been right. in, in in the game for a year and is like an ENS. <laughs> politician like governor it's just i'm just like oh my gosh in in 12 months you're doing more than people who have been it's just so fascinating to me so anyways i'd love to hear your story my, my story i'm i'm the you know you can call it an og uh, for crypto so i've been around since roughly 2014 when i got really excited about ethereum and started writing my own smart contracts so I've been I've been there. We've done like a bunch of hackathons. We've iterated on like many different ideas. We were thinking of so we were actually as an example we were building a DEX when like zero X was only getting started. So that's uh, just like how far that goes. And I think I'm losing the memory already of, of all of that that happened in 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 the crypto space since then. Uh, so I've been around. Uh, we've been iterating on a bunch of. Um, ideas and like Zerian came came to be uh, originally just by us getting together and working on uh, the product, which was very similar to CoinList in a way. So we were helping other people with their smart contracts for the tokens. Uh, and uh, we've done uh, all of the kind of the groundwork for that. And then obviously the bear market happened. And uh, any, anybody who was uh, basically who did an ICO, they were in the business of like helping other people to do their, their ICOs. And uh, that's how it ended for us. That's the first iteration of Syrian. And since then, though, like I'm grateful that yeah, you know it, it happened. Uh, we went through uh, obviously a pretty painful fundraise, as I mentioned previously in 2019. And afterwards, though, we've been on the I guess on the right track, you can say. Uh, so that's like the, a very very brief <laughs> uh, story, emitting a lot of the the, the complexity uh, of going through the you know the the initial crypto phases. 
Okay, do you have any tips for hackathons? Because we have East Denver before us, and I've seen these hackathons. I'm not a technical person, but I want to participate in them, and I think that I could help with the pitch. I think on hackathons, generally, you can definitely do that. the pitches are so rough. But then what do I do? Do I just get people <laughs> coffee until, you know, while they're building, and then, like, and then like I'm crafting a pitch, and I'm just cracking jokes? Am I going to entertain the devs while they're doing stuff? What do I do in a hackathon as a non-technical person? This is actually a great question. I think there's a lot, you don't need like a lot of people who are doing the pitch, but I think if you are joining the team and you're working from the, the ground up, basically on the presentation, it's kind of like go-to-market strategy in a way. So you're helping with the, the, the pitch that is going to get people hooked. And I think like in winning hackathons, it's maybe, let me say 50% of the success. Uh, so we've been uh, like our personal story. So we as three founders of Zerian, we've been on this YC hackathon back in 2019. And we were the only ones building something for DeFi. And it was just a bunch of, you know, Facebook and Uber and other engineers. And they basically did not know exactly what they were going to do. And, uh, and but we came in with a very firm idea that we're going to use Compound and like make it that simple app to invest, uh, to, to put money to start earning yield on Compound. And uh, during the presentation itself, like we, we made it such that basically the demo was connected to the pitch. And while speaking, we were presenting all the flows and everything worked perfectly. Uh, so we had the UI as well written out. So even though you, you think that for the hackathon, you wouldn't need you know, the presentation itself and the demo itself, having that, I think, helped a lot, a lot to, to win the hackathon. And uh, my other story was that we've been working on a project with a speaker, where like a wireless speaker. And basically what we did is that we got one of our team members to start walking in slowly from like the other side of the room. And as he approached uh, the speaker, the speaker started to play uh, the music. And that was part of the whole idea basically for our app. And that won us, again, another place in the hackathon because the presentation is just very important. So yeah. Uh, Kind of coming back, thinking of the presentation and what you're going to do, how you're going to you know, make a, a statement or like be remembered, basically, after the hackathon is very important to winning. Yeah, but but still, when you, in your examples, those are both tech. The, basically, you're saying the product needs to work in the presentation. <laughs> right. I mean, that's like, and that's 50 percent of it for sure. So if it doesn't work, then it's like, do you have good jokes while the devs are trying to get it to work? <laughs> or, yeah. If it doesn't work, you can still mock it such that it looks like it's working. So that's, that's right. like completely like, yeah, for, for instance, like for this music example, you can just say, you know, press a button on your phone yeah. on, on, <laughs> behind if your somebody back. Somebody turns up the volume, you know, yes. that's all they did. Somebody just turned the yeah. knob. <laughs> Yes, but that's still going to make a stand, like, a, you know, make a, people would, would remember that as like a, an example of something that was impressive. So, yeah, yeah planning ahead. You just need wow factor. You just need like the jaw yes. drop. It, I mean, the, the iPhone presentation, the first iPhone, like there were wires coming out of it. It was hidden. You know, <laughs> it wasn't truly wireless. It just looked like it worked. That's all you need. It's the minimum viable product. Is this indeed? Like, I, I'm not, I haven't seen the wires. I've seen this video many times. Yeah, no, they had they had like wires. They, it was uh, oh, wow. yeah, it wasn't fully. They had to they had to rig it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a great example. See, this is exactly what you can uh, contribute to the team. Right, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, yeah, just uh, hey, let's use a nerf go- a nerf blaster to yeah, whatever. That's so that's so good. So okay, so there's a there's a ch- the comment in the chat from uh, I think it was Chark, but just like this is a safe space for Alpha Evgeny. You know, like if you wanted to just like leak something and whatever, that's fine. You know, I just want you to feel free to do that. And I was just on the Zarian community call, and you have the classic when airdrop. You know, like when <laughs> there's there's always yeah. this. But but yeah. just what's the future for for Zarian? Like now that you have this raise, now that you have the wallet, like where more the same? Just do do more for the Web three citizen. Is there is there some unique or novel direction that you might take the company or the the protocol or the wallet, uh, the app, the the community that uh, we don't know about? Any anything that you would like to share with us is just like the near and and long term future of Zarian. Sure. So so first off. I think that might be boring, but we have a lot of things that have to be fixed with the wallet infrastructure and like the way wallets are perceived and the way wallets are, you know, just come about. Uh, so to us, uh, this heavy lifting on, on the wallet side is what we're going to be focusing on for at like short to medium term with 100% of our effort. And uh, that basically includes, you know, again, the stuff like the transaction history and every chain that you have um, assets in, uh, having access to all the NFTs across different chains as well, then having, you know, being able to verifiably transact uh, and like proper labeling on all the dApps that you're using. So stuff like that to make just overall experience of the wallet usage much better than what any other wallet can provide. And I think there's a lot we can do here. On more exciting things is our move towards more, I guess, like multiplayer, as we call it, wallet experience. So Zerian has been historically used for tracking what other people are doing on chain within like you follow them, you get push notifications whenever they transact. So stuff like that. And and we are going to uh, double down on this. And uh, this is where the DNA also plays along. And uh, our new design is going to feature the identity parts of your wallet experience so basically aggregating all of the pieces say like all the pull-ups that you own all the different like domain names memberships etc under the same like a single roof so all of that move into the social is something i think wallets are currently not really i guess looking at as much and uh, to us and like uh, within the zero team we have this consensus that uh, this is going to evolve as like something really big wallets currently are very much single player and uh in the future it's not gonna it doesn't have to be the case essentially okay so so when you say social layer are you talking like messaging what what can you expand on that yeah so i think it starts with just basic it's kind of like the twitter like experience Uh, so uh it's less about dms uh, but it's more about public posting so every transaction that you do is in a way can be viewed as a as a tweet and uh, featuring that within the interface is something that we're going to focus on and including the feed as well. And uh, later, I think it includes, uh, so basically there are people working on this communication channels uh, through the wallet to the user base. So basically, for example, there's a company called Dispatch. So what they're working on is uh, this ability for the brand, like NFT collection owners to communicate to all of the holders of a certain collection directly through the wallet interfaces. And uh, this is something that we're pretty excited about. So users would be able to see directly the messages in the form of NFTs from the, you know, the owners of the co- communities that they are part of. Part of. Uh, and that can be like fully verified and decentralized. And this is kind of like 
you know, decentralized posting of sorts. And uh, I think that that wouldn't stop there. And I think it's going to grow further down the line. I'm not yet a big, I guess, believer in um, messaging because I don't, I didn't, we didn't see really like a protocol that would be, I guess, kind of like Ethereum itself on the decentralization side of things. But I think that's, at some point, that's going to happen too. So then I'm noticing this resistance for wallets to have dApp browsers, like Rainbow still doesn't have a dApp browser. And I'm just like, why? But but I think there's a reason behind that. And I know Zarian doesn't have that either. And I'm just I'm just trying to figure out the future of wallet interaction with protocols that's maybe right. I guess it's either native or it's or it's in the, the a browser within the wallet. I don't think it's Wallet Connect. I think well, it's like Wallet Connect is the, you know, the Band-Aid right now uh, or, or yes. like, um, you know, the easiest necessary thing that we have to do. But I still like on my MetaMask on mobile, somebody help me. It just it just goes to the App Store when I try to connect my Wallet Connect, my MetaMask. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, yeah. How do we do this? What does this look like? And my, my follow up question to this is, is how do we get pulled together on Zerion? But yeah, go go for it. <laughs> that's a that's a very good question. Uh, we've been battling with that for for a long time. So the, the, this UX with Wallet Connect is completely broken. So like having this interaction bit with Zerium as a DAP and having a wallet externally, that was one of that was one big reason why we wanted to have our own wallet because it's just uh, the, the flow is completely broken at this point. Speaking of the DAP browser, you just need to wait for like maybe a week or so, and you'll get that in the Zerium uh, app. So that's that's coming. So we are. I don't know why Rainbow doesn't have the that browser. That's a that's a mystery to to me as well. But we do want to have the that browser experience, and um, more so, we want to link all of the interactions that you would see in the feed with all of the um, DApps themselves, such that you can like quickly navigate to the DApp that you know, say your friend used to start using it yourself. And this is connected to our, I guess, updated thinking on how. Protocol integrations are should be shaped within the Zerian experience. So we've decided that like Zerian is going to take only the part that is covering tracking and like better labeling, uh, showing that in transaction history, but not maintaining the native integration to the certain to a certain protocol directly because that's uh, uh, putting a lot of basically like that's risky in, in one way because we don't really know what. Uh, protocols that we are integrating natively are going to deliver next. And like we, we cannot be uh, basically researching and doing assessment of the security of each of the protocols. Then there's a lot of maintenance costs associated with that because like UI of these protocols uh, is going to change depending on the smart contracts and like their new iterations and uh, constantly updating a host of different um, use cases is just not feasible for a single team. And uh, we've, we've seen kind of like a lack of, I guess, fair effort towards the goal. So basically, like neither D-Bank nor Zapper wanted to collaborate uh, on like something that would be shared across the board. So that's been uh, a challenge. And I think for now, the DAP browser is the, the right solution for interacting with DAPs uh, and like different protocols. Uh, in the future, I think as we stabilized around the use cases, we would be integrating the most prominent ones more natively uh, once. It's kind of like with trading, right? Like we still have this trading ability and uh, this is something that is not going anywhere. It's going to be part of the world experience forever, most likely. And having that makes a lot of sense. So similarly with other things, uh, we'll be 
implementing the stuff that is only kind of evergreen, as we call it. So that goes goes on forever as the use case. Uh, yeah. And yeah, pull together. Is it not supported? <laughs> I'm uh, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, so it, when you get, thank you for the alpha on the on the DAP browser. That's awesome. And then I assume there's going to be some featured apps or some ways. The bookmark, yes. you know, like there's some sort of yeah, link. That's apps. really all it is, right? It's a link. It's a link to pull together. Uh, you know, I'm sure you have a DeFi section. You'll have a, you know, trading section, DAO section, governance, that sort of thing. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. I think there there are some there are some challenges with that. I think in the first version, it's not going to have any kind of like sections per se. It's going to have only the verified lists of DApps, and uh, we should definitely get you on on the verified list. But I and I totally understand because I I at Pool Together I'm getting requests doing I do biz biz dev for Pool Together and people are like hey can we get a link to our you know fill in the blank pay like so for people who want to you know get crypto use Coinbase Pay or whatever and so you're gonna have Juno Pay all everybody wants a link and it's like the old school <laughs> website I used to run a website for a nonprofit <laughs> and every department wanted homepage links right and you're just like no yeah I care about the user <laughs> I want the user to have the experience and so me being like hey put pull together up there it's not necessarily the the, the best user experience <laughs> but you know but yeah thinking about who the Web3 citizen, what are the things that they're going to want right at the, their fingertips of the DAP browser? Yeah. Obviously, they'll want to customize what that is because dif- different strokes for different folks, you know. But yeah, exactly. I imagine a world like I, I, I live in New York City and I, and I get parking tickets because that's New York City for you. And like you just get tickets all the time. It's like a driving tax. Uh, but I can pay with, you know, Venmo now. Like I can just pay my parking tickets with Venmo. And I imagine yes. a sort of world that it's just like, you know, pay with your crypto wallet and whatever that is, you know, there so, you so there's this like UX that we've not experienced yet. Yeah, I would love to see that future. I think this is like by this point, it's not too far off in my in my head, at least. Uh, so like if maybe like a year ago, I would tell you that this is like years away. I think it's at least in some in some cases is getting closer to reality. Yeah, because so many things are getting abstracted away, so it's uh, it's becoming, I guess, cheaper and uh, more understandable to have that, uh, say, like pay with your USDC for your ticket. Uh, so yeah, and having I I would honestly would want to replace my Apple Wallet thing with having all the tickets stored in my Zerian Wallet as an an NFT. Uh, so that would be you know perfect, at least for like starting with some crypto conferencing and then. Uh, scaling that, you know, for for other things as well. Right. And I even think, I mean, I was having a conversation with Chiark, our our brilliant community manager, and we we're just talking about crypto onboarding and how we're it, it's just so early. And it's like people are going to get like if we aren't on board, say we onboard a billion people, they're all going to get scammed. They're all going to like lose their, pa- their s- password keys. They're going to send ETH on optimism to ETH on or to ETH on mainnet or you know they're gonna me- mess mess up their chains yeah you know it, and and so like for example ETH Denver is coming up I don't know if you have a, I also want to know what your favorite like what do you think the must go to world events are because this is like a a burning question I always have FOMO <laughs> but I also have to prioritize I want to go to one event a quarter probably and ETH Denver yeah. is like a must go to I think. But the whole city of Denver absorbs this ETH com- or the the crypto community, and there's this like service industry people, 
don't get any tips. And tips in the United States are very kind of crucial to the whole ecosystem yeah. of the service industry. And so I don't know if it's just international crypto people that are like, I'm not tipping, I don't have to tip in my country, or if everybody's like all in crypto and so they don't have any, they're not liquid, so they can't tip then, which is weird because they're buying stuff. So I, they have to be liquid. And then, or they're just, or they just are cheap. Like they don't want to, they're, they're like, you should have a crypto wallet and I'll tip you if you have a crypto wallet. So I'm but, thinking- but how come how they're not getting any fees? Yeah, go for any it. tips? Like, how, how do you know that they're not getting any tips? I'm just so trying I to- Because I asked them and they said that, I asked them, I, like I was at a barber and I was at uh, a couple of restaurants and every time I go somewhere in the service, I would ask them, if I wasn't surrounded by crypto people, I would ask them, how how's it going? And they said, and everyone <laughs> said, no, really. I heard this multiple times that NFT stands for no f tips. So, <laughs> so that's that was just interesting to me. And I'm like, well, wow, this would be really cool to onboard Denver, the service industry, for crypto. But then I'm also thinking, well, why? Because we're not we're not there yet. We're not ready yet. So yeah. Anyway, uh, that no, was I my think, guy. I think yeah, I one of the reasons. My my guess would be that it's it's mainly have to do with uh, the international people coming to like not knowing the the standards. So um, I think like in the US we were <laughs> we were cheap when we were students and when uh, we were actually chased by one of the waiters when we we tipped less than ten percent and uh, basically they just ran after us. So that was uh, uh, a life learning experience for myself that like tipping less than ten percent means that like you're actually offending a person, not not complimenting yeah. them which is not the case anywhere else in the world. So uh, yeah, that's just something that you have to learn about the, the state. So yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I'm hope I'm hoping that this is not because people just don't want to tip because they're cheap or something. Right. I think but I bring that up know. because I'm like, what if we did, so like, would Zarian be like, Zarian be like the onboarding, like, could you have an onboarding session with Zarian and how would that go? Uh, do you think it's ready? Because I mean, you said actually your your audience is not are not those people. Your audience is not my mom who like tells people yeah. I'm in finance because she's ashamed of the crypto apparently. But 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 like yeah, it, 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 is is that a thing? Like, are you are you thinking about onboarding? normies um, so to, to, <laughs> I mean, we were obviously thinking a lot about onboarding normies. Um, to me, like the way it's playing out in my head is that. Obviously, focusing on the Web3 citizen does not mean having a complicated UI that is impossible to, to use, basically, for an outsider. So to me, that's like a, a different thing. So to me, that having, I, I think like coming from the Apple philosophy, your MacBook basically scales as your experience uh, with your MacBook grow. So you can use like the most sophisticated tools on, on the MacBook. You can use the terminal as well. It's like a FreeBSD kernel. So basically you can do whatever you want, but it's still available to be used for anyone who is just starting out with a, a computer. So that's how we perceive to be building a product. And uh, I think deriving inspiration and like building for the Web3 citizen is mainly connected to the fact that these users are um, basically the ones who are using it on a daily basis and uh, they are the one, the ones driving the future use cases that um, we should be building towards. So it's more about kind of shortcutting and understanding what's, what's important for the user base versus onboarding normies is the step that comes, kind of happens, I guess, as 
the the crypto space matures itself. So I, I don't think you can drag someone to be using crypto if they don't really want it. So I think it's a hard pull. And usually it happens the opposite way. So once the crypto space is ready to a certain extent, then we have this massive influx of um, new people coming to the space. So from all of that to say is that we should have the best experience for the Web3 citizens and at a certain level in the next bull run or something, we'll get an influx of people who would want to use the better tools uh, no matter what. So yeah, and to connect that to the people who are, you know, just like in Denver, uh, it would be a great experiment. I've been onboarding myself quite a few people to Zerian Wallet and, and it takes, you know, just a few taps honestly to send them some money on, let's say, Polygon. Uh, but obviously there's a big barrier in terms of like them using that afterwards. And uh, I guess this is like still kind of unsolved on our side, at least. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, the other way to onboard people is just make it like the FOMO so heavy and so real. Yeah. And that's we saw that in November, right? Or we saw that like right at the last all time highs. Then it's people like, OK, I got to do it because yeah. if not, I'm going to be a surf in the you know in this new feudalism that's happening <laughs> feudal economy that's happening on crypto so yeah. i gotta get in at some point you know yeah i mean it, it's uh, it was definitely helpful like we finally got people who were not like speculating on you know just like the the altcoins and we finally got different diverse groups who are interested in like different aspects of crypto so which i'm grateful for so uh, we got Richard is is asking a question. Can I can I dollar cost average with the wallet? That's a good request. You cannot at this point, uh, but I'm sure there are a few DApps that do that. I forgot the name, but uh, we've we've been pitched a few times like this uh, dollar cost averaging applications. I think the the issue with that is is trust usually because you you'd have to give an allowance uh, for some contract to be spending your whatever USDC every you know week but it's it's something you know it's a great feature we don't have it yet i wonder if i i feel like oh oh and then uh, richard is asking asking an import export watch list for oh yeah um, you, you can do that yeah yes yeah this okay, is the, you, you you can do that it's, it's also encrypted so it's uh, it's not touching the server like our server uh, in an uh, unencrypted way. So you can uh, move your list from one device to the other using just by following a link. Uh, and uh, yeah, you you don't need to code that on the client side. So it's uh, privacy preserving. Well, I think he's saying from between different wallets, like to share with, oh, to share with other users. So Richard, Richard wants to have uh, a list of stuff. Yeah, so then he can share that. Yeah, on the, if, if you're talking about the web, you can, you can already create like a, a, um, a short link uh, with a password that you can pay, uh, you know, send to other people, and they could import all of the, uh, these wallets into their Zerian uh, account. And uh, we are actually thinking of uh, so, like this is currently in in the works, but looking at kind of like the lists that people create and share between each other in a more natural way. So it's uh, yeah, it's something that we're considering. Okay, great. I guess so, like yeah, you would need that. <laughs> that would be mobile, maybe uh, in the future, being able to do that on yeah. within the app in that social thing that you were talking about. Yeah. So, Evgeny, yeah. what are you excited about in this this hard to be excited about things world of crypto and Web three? <laughs> you know what what are what are you spending your time outside of Zarian? If you have any, 
<laughs> I thought you're going to pause after, you know, in, in this uh, depressing world dot. <laughs> yes. I think, you know, Web3 is more exciting than many other things happening in the world right now. So that at least that's that's good. We are pretty excited. And like, I've been looking a lot at uh, different social protocols. And uh, this is what I'm spending more of my time researching, like different recommendation engines for social, how like different, you know, how can you build different feeds for the same data that, that is on chain? What's going to be, you know, how the the identity is going to play out. So these kinds of questions, and this is something that we've been, yeah, thinking a lot about. And uh, after DEFCON, obviously, there's a lot of talk about account obstruction and bridging and how like account obstruction works in the multi-chain context. So this is uh, another really puzzling thing for for us because like EOAs are not optimal, obviously, and we have to make a leap at some point into something better. And the question is, what is better? And uh, so far, it's been a challenge on both like the MPC like wallets as well as for the just like say Gnosis safe uh, like wallets uh, from the UX standpoint. So we haven't seen a solution that that is just working you know, as great as the normal seed phrased uh, wallets like MetaMask or like Phantom, which were able to acquire a bunch of users, even though they have, you know, significant flows in the UX. So yeah, that's another topic that I've been I've been thinking about quite a bit. Yeah, that's mainly it, I think. I was actually on taking the G train in Brooklyn and I heard two people start talking about wallets and normal people and how they would like interact with it and i just started i was like oh hey crypto and they're like yeah and they were it turns out they were co-founders of this this startup called peasy like easy peasy p-e-a-z-y something like that and uh and their whole goal was to basically create a web3 experience for all web2 stuff and there there's a number of these things but basically that you would log into you know a, a, a store online you would make purchases and uh and like you could use like your crypto or or like you could interact with an nft and purchase an nft by just logging into the site typical like email login with like a you know phone number two-factor or whatever if you wanted to set that up or or just a two-factor app and then and but it's like fully non-custodial wallet stuff where uh mm -hmm. you but they're, it's, they're trying to abstract it away. And so like, as you're talking about like security and like talking to Argent, which they have this smart wall, you know, there's their way that they're doing with private keys where the, I don't have to write a seed phrase down and they're, you know, they're kind of encrypting it. Yes. There's like this whole, it, you know, it, there's something there. It's just like, what is that? Yeah. What's what, wh who's doing it? And there's so many things. So how do you, how do you, it, it, even with social, right? You got lens, you got Farcaster. There's all these things popping up. How do you, yeah, cyber connect as a co-founder well. and a CEO, stay fresh? You know, stay abreast of all of this stuff, <laughs> and then also run run Zarian. <laughs> How do you do it? What's, what's your secret? I have no idea. That's the short answer. Uh, but but um, I think so. This is definitely uh, was a challenge, uh, especially last year, given that how many different use cases appeared to be. So you just feel that you've been only like catching up on everything DeFi and suddenly you have a bunch of different other things that you have to also stay on top of. Uh, so I think what helps me usually is help is, is talking with the, the right people. So people who are building the exact, you know, new primitives, new use cases, because they usually just go 
into the depth of, of the why. And uh, they know a lot about the evolution of things. So you just get so much alpha speaking directly to the, to the people actually building something. So that's been, I guess, the, the short shortcut for me. And obviously going to a conference and having these chats in a very concentrated way, that also is a, is a great way. Uh, but it's been hard and I, I can definitely admit and uh, uh, I'm not obviously like previously I remember the days when I knew like in and out pretty much about everything that was going on in the space and these times are long gone now. For sure. Well, let me do this then. I'll give you a little pull together alpha or just to tell you a quick bit about uh, what's coming up. So, you know, right now with pull together, it's a you just put USDC into a one big pool. This is version four of pool together and it can be on mainnet. It can be on avalanche polygon or optimism. 77% of our TVL, which is around 50 million right now is on optimism um, because of the rewards and such, wow. but you, you deposit your USDC and uh, the newest iter- product that we've put out or our newest tool is that you can delegate your prizes to whomever you want as many people as you want. So which is pretty cool for like treasuries and NFT projects, whales. You could put, you know, millions of dollars in a pool together and then distribute it out to people. They win the prizes. Oh, nice. And then you can withdraw at any time. So it's a really cool thing. Or you can give to charity that way, right? You could direct your prizes to a charity wallet. So it's really cool. V5 of Pool Together, which our UI just released, our new UI just came out uh, this week, which is great. Props Dylan. Uh, JTB, who's now head of product at Bankless uh, for making that. Uh, V5 is now, what if we could take no loss, right? With USDC, you can withdraw at any time. You don't lose anything. You only win, hopefully. And then what if you could deposit whatever you want into pool together? No loss, right? So you put five ETH in. Any asset? Any asset. Yeah, you put five ETH in, you take five ETH out. You, you didn't lose any ETH, right? And then you had the, the chance to win prizes. So what does that look like? Um, and so that's like the main premise with V5. That plus then delegating. I mean, the powers, right? The the secret sauce, the, the, there's so many things. So I think that's that's the the main next direction for us. And then also larger prizes. So if we get to 250 million TVL, we're going to have like $100,000 a week prizes which is very, very oh. juicy. What is it going to look like if we could have million dollar a month prizes? What would it look like, you know, or those sorts of things? And can we create an yeah, event this is around Yeah, very exciting. Great. Uh, how, uh, how are you currently, so where, where do you usually post the collateral to generate yield? So is it uh, Ave or, or have We're you... We're Ave Maxis. No. Ave, wherever Ave, Ave goes, we go. Yeah, so <laughs> that's see, right. Have you... Have you thought of uh, maybe doing some some kind of collaboration with uh, Gitcoin on you know matching the the winning pool? So like if you if you delegate to someone, for instance, uh, like your your prize, it can be like matched if that's for a good cause or something. I don't know, like Ooh. or distributing part of of the pool to say like the next Gitcoin grants thing. Ooh, so so. Um... <laughs> So I, I think I've created the first step in that direction where I think one of the hurdles is for uh, people don't want to manage the money. First of all, they're scared to move money, right? They don't want to move it. So wherever it is, like the trick for pool together would be to go to where that money is so they don't have to like move it, right? That's scary for, to move millions of dollars anywhere, mm-hmm. right? To do anything with it. So, but I've created pool, poolmanager.eth is just like a regular address and it, 
you can elect someone to manage your funds, meaning just to all they can do is delegate. They can't withdraw. They can't. They're only pointing the delegation. So it's like kind of a concierge service. Like, hey, whale, just deposit your money to pull together, and then tell me where you want it delegated, and I'll figure that out. I'll. I want everyone who holds a WASI to have, um, you know, a delegation. Okay, poolmanager.eth would do that. But what if we had like a pool grants.eth or a pool. Uh, pool give or something like that, where they, mm-hmm. they would direct your charitable giving or and then that could be like a combo with the Gitcoin. That's interesting. I'm yeah. going to take that back to the team. <laughs> Think about how we can do that. All right. Yeah, charitable giving is so huge. This is a great way to do it. Nice. Yeah, I mean, well, exciting yeah. that you have like, yeah, during the bear market, having such high TVL is uh, very impressive. So yes. uh, it's actually another good point to like... Uh, Kind of with with the rise of the whole crypto space, we still have the use cases that are kind of outside of just pure speculation on the asset pricing. So, uh, you know, for a pool together, it's like you know, it, it will exist forever, and that's uh, and that's great. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. And so I hope I helped you. Thanks. You know, you've definitely helped the pull together community with the alpha. <laughs> we had a couple alpha posts with exclamation marks in the chat, which is great. Uh, we're excited to see uh, how things continue with Zarian and like ways that we can work together and, you know, see you IRL at a conference or something, you know, was there anything else that you wanted to touch on that we weren't able to talk about, you know, that you, that you wanted to announce or... I actually just had one question. So you, you've directed this sure. question to myself, but I'm curious, where are you going next in terms of the conferencing? Yeah, so ETH Denver is the main one that's that's on the radar right now. Uh, and, and, and it'd probably just be ramping up to that. I went to Permissionless this year. Uh, and so we were able to do a pool together kind of get to we just took over a brewery in west palm beach which is where i grew up and then uh nft nyc because we have a, a group of people who live in brooklyn or in in the new york new york city area but that's all we did this mm-hmm. year is east denver permissionless and uh nft nyc there were some people who went to devcon so oops is a community member but also was zapper also uh was on the zarian call t- earlier today who did like an onboarding thing so th- there are other community members kind of dispersed throughout and at all these events but th- those are the ones that i did i don't know what next year will bring i don't know what nice. ones we should do so yeah i'm, I, I'm actually thinking of going to East denver I, it, it's kind of funny that i have never been to East denver ever so I've been to like pretty much every DEFCON, uh, maybe with like exception of one. Uh, but East Denver is an, another iconic one that I've missed uh, somehow the last all years. So yeah, uh, okay, hopefully so- I'll, I'll come there. That's right. Yeah. So you go to East Denver this year and I'll go to or this this one and I'll go to the next DevCon. All right. Deal? <laughs> sure. That sounds good. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah, cool. see you well, soon. Again, thanks for thanks for joining the pull together community podcast this has been so awesome i'm glad we got to do it i'm excited about uh the you know the the new the new future that you're creating with your team and uh let's continue to partner together as we as we bring crypto to the masses thanks so much tim thanks for having me and uh, thanks everybody enjoy your day take care thanks for listening to the pull together community podcast You can visit pulltogether.com to deposit. And we'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode. So visit the Pull Together Discord and let us know.